Get this full audiobook for free by clicking now the link in the description. It's brought to you by The Book Guide. Unwilling woman, at least not if you took seduction at the true sense of the word and took care not to confuse it with rape. They had to actually want it. And if they didn't, if Michael sensed even a hint of unease, he turned and walked away. His passions were never so out of control that he couldn't manage a quick and decisive departure. And besides, he'd never seduced a virgin, and he'd never slept with a married woman. Oh, very well. One ought to remain true to oneself, even while living a lie. He'd slept with married women, plenty of them, but only the ones whose husbands were rotters, and even then, not unless she'd already produced two male offspring. Three, if one of the boys seemed a little sickly. A man had to have rules of conduct, after all. But this, this was beyond the pale, entirely unacceptable. This was the one transgression, and he'd had many, that was finally going to blacken his soul, or at the very least, and this was assuming he maintained the strength never to act upon his desires, make it a rather deep shade of charcoal. Because this, this, he coveted his cousin's wife. He coveted John's wife. John. John, who, damn it all, was more of a brother to him than one of his own could ever have been. John, whose family had taken him in when his father had died. John, whose father had raised him and taught him to be a man. John, with whom, ah, oh, bloody hell, did he really need to do this to himself? He could spend a senite cataloguing all the reasons why he was going straight to hell for having chosen John's wife with whom to fall in love, and none of it was ever going to change one simple fact. He couldn't have her. He could never have Francesca Bridgerton Sterling. But, he thought with a snort, as he slouched into the sofa and propped his ankle over his knee, watching them across their drawing-room, laughing and smiling, and making nauseating eyes at each other, he could have another drink. "'I think I will,' he announced, downing it in one gulp. "'What was that, Michael?' John asked, his hearing superb, as always, damn it. Michael produced an excellent forgery of a smile and lifted his glass aloft. "'Just thirsty,' he said, maintaining the perfect picture of a bon vivant. They were at Kilmartin House, in London, as opposed to Kilmartin, no house, no castle, just Kilmartin, up in Scotland, where the boys had grown up, or the other Kilmartin House in Edinburgh. Not a creative soul among his forebears, Michael had often reflected. There was also a Kilmartin cottage, if one could call twenty-two rooms a cottage, Kilmartin Abbey, and, of course, Kilmartin Hall. Michael had no idea why no one had thought to offer their surname to one of the residences. Stirling House had a perfectly respectful ring to it, in his opinion. He supposed that the ambitious and unimaginative Stirlings of old had been so damned besotted with their newfound earldom that they couldn't think to put any other name on anything. He snorted into his glass of whisky. It was a wonder he didn't drink Kilmartin tea and sit on a Kilmartin-style chair. In fact, 
He probably would be doing just that, if his grandmother had found a way to manage it, without actually taking the family into trade. The old martinet had been so proud, one would have thought she'd been born a sterling, rather than simply married into the name. As far as she'd been concerned, the Countess of Kilmartin, herself, was just as important as any loftier personage, and she'd more than once sniffed her displeasure when being led into supper after an upstart marchioness or duchess. The Queen, Michael thought dispassionately. He supposed his grandmother had knelt before the Queen, but he certainly couldn't imagine her offering deference to any other female. She would have approved of Francesca Bridgerton. Grandmother Sterling would surely have turned her nose up upon learning that Francesca's father was a mere viscount, but the Bridgertons were an old and immensely popular, and, when the fancy took them, powerful family. Plus, Francesca's spine was straight, and her manner was proud, and her sense of humour was sly and subversive. If she'd been fifty years older, and not near...